Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Good morning. What's up, everybody? My name is Jerome. Uh, You belong here. All races, all faces, doesn't matter how much money you make, this is a place where we want to connect with people. Um, God is so desperately in love with people, and he wants people to meet his son, Jesus. Uh, We are going to enter a new season, a new wave here at City Life. I've been gone the last few weeks. Uh, July was an Um, an exercise of discipline and faith for us. It was the seventh month and we really wanted to rest and get a breather as we went into the fall, our birthday year. Uh, September 11th is gonna be our one year anniversary and we're gonna do a huge kickoff party. And when we say love the city, what we mean simply is this, People are in the city and where people are close together, we wanna be a part of that. We wanna get in the most concentrated, dense areas that people are often overlooking and where things are broken. That's where we think God can shine the brightest. Stats like 54% of African-American boys not graduating in Lansing high schools grabbed our hearts. It was nine shootings in six days a couple summers ago that were grabbing our hearts in our home that when we were traveling around making rap music, we said, man, it is, it is, it is a calling from God that we need to go bloom where we've been planted. And hence, that's where City Life was birthed and Love the City campaign came and went. And that's what we're doing. So when you see Love the City, is man, it's not this mantra like, oh, it's great about buildings. In fact, I was a little depressed when we first started launching the church uh, because I was thinking about all the buildings I saw in all these other cities. And I was like, oh, they got this cooler this, they got this cooler that. And Jesus just punked me out and showed up right in my car. And I was driving around and I saw this neighborhood and I saw these three kids on a porch and they were sitting there playing by themselves. They had to have been five, three, and two. They're playing by themselves for 20 minutes. I'm that creeper dude in like this white car. And everyone's wondering, man, who's this guy staring? But here's the thing. I didn't see a parent for 20 minutes. And that was like a, it was like a Batman signal saying, see, that's the faces I want you guys to see. That's where I want you to be. And so love the city. He's like, the win is discipled blocks, discipled regions, it's holistically engaging people, the Imago Dei, people made in the image of God. And so that's where this, this narrative has been, God has been writing and we're gonna make sure we exercise now into this next wave, Look, our core, our core essence of who we are, love the city. And what does that mean? So in September, the first week, we are going to uh, go crazy. And just and by crazy, we mean we're going to be doing a lot of projects. And a lot of projects as we go from day to day to day and day. And what we're going to be doing is hitting the city um, and helping schools, backpacks, uh, you know, cleaning places, uh, buying people's laundry, all kinds of stuff. We're going to do a Love the City week. And that's going to be sexy. You know, people are going to see videos. They're going to be like, oh, there's a rap music with it. And it's going to be so cool. And people get so excited for that kind of stuff. But today, I just want to deconstruct all that and knock that kingdom down. Because if we do all that stuff, And it's so cool and it's so shiny and it's so successful that people would say, or we gain more followers on Facebook. And then you know what could happen though, is that we would think somehow that is what made us when really that is not what made us, it's the foundation. We wanna strip it all the way back to just the heart. Just the heart today. The heart controls us. The heart is the thing you can't see. It's, it's beaten inside of all of us. And when we talk about heart, we're not talking about just what's providing your physical, but the inner being of who you are, Scripture teaches us, that's what God's looking at. We're going to look into the fundamentals 
when God says, love God, love people, is this the essence as we boil all of Christianity down? So I don't know where you're at with Jesus, but today is, 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 is just a real raw message to, for, for a concentrated effort for the body God's creating here as we enter this next wave. Because if we don't get today right, then we're done. And not just today for today, but today for tomorrow and the next day and the next week and the next month, that it is all about this one thing how we define ourselves and what identity we have and truly where our heart is tied and connected. Where are we gaining our sense of worth and our sense of purpose? Too often we look on the outside. We're gonna turn to 1 Samuel 16, 7. This is where David is anointed king. David is super popular. He gets movies, he gets a lot of like, press, if you will, because David slayed Goliath. He's a man's man, if you will. He's the guy that if he's going to show up on the football team, I mean, he's going to knock somebody out. But he was God's pick, not based upon his size or stature. And it's so interesting as we study David's life, what we see is David is often notoriously known for his successes, but boy, he's got some epic failures. I feel like I can relate. Can any of us relate? He's got an epic failure where he's like, I'm not going to war today. And she looks so pretty. Man, uh-oh, he's gonna, he makes a mistake. And then he goes on and covers it and he kills her husband. I mean, but here's the thing. We're gonna look, the same man God picks and says, he's a man after my own heart. Because you see, even as David messed up, what happened was he would repent. He would draw his whole sense of worth from God. And anything successful he ever did, he realized it came from one source. And everything unsuccessful he ever did came from another source, which is his own power and his own ability. Sounds a lot like our story, doesn't it? Anything successful we've ever done came from his strength. Everything unsuccessful we've ever done came from our own heart, 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Samuel's used by God to be a messenger and to go anoint the king. Do not look on his appearance or the height of his stature because I have rejected him. This is a very interesting um, portion of scripture because David's father brings all of the other brothers but doesn't bring David at first. Because there's no way it's David. He's back with the sheep, which isn't the most notorious job. So hey, there's no way you're gonna choose him. So he's back there. And here's how God is responding to that. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. This is extremely challenging because what this means is this. You can fake it with every single person, but you can't fake it with God. I remember when my parents got divorced and we went from Pinckney, a little village of Pinckney, and we moved into Mason at nine years old. And it was like, you know, kind of freaky time. Like, like wow, just me and my brother and my mom. And my uncles, they moved us into this house. And I remember pulling up and I was like, man, this house looks sweet. It had brand new siding. I was like, this is a cool place. Um, I know the address right in my head. Um, I was going to say it, but I was like, somebody would drive by there. But... <laughs> and we pulled up. And then when we walked inside, I was like, wow, this is a new place. Walked inside. <sighs> that smells horrible. What is that? It's a hundred year old house. <laughs> And that drywall, whoa, it's not finished. The carpet's not finished. And my mom was doing the best she could, grabbed a place because she knew that if we're gonna move to a new place, what's the, what are people gonna judge you on? How the house looks, right? That's how they're gonna judge you on. 
So we got inside and I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, we're going to start doing projects. And I remember being so insecure because I go to all my other friends' houses. Not only did they look good on the outside, but they looked really good on the inside. And so ours was always like, every time somebody came over, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're getting that done next year. Oh, yeah, we're getting this done next year. Oh, don't worry. That's not a smell of cat pee. Hey, don't, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. It's, 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 my whole identity and worth, I was tied to how things look and feel. I remember even in fourth grade, we're playing basketball and I have these girls watching and I'm like, really want to like impress these girls in fourth grade, which is so weird. Like, why, who cares? And it was when tight roll jeans were in. Does anyone know, know that? It kind of came back in, but it was like in. And so tight roll jeans, I remember they came undone right in the middle and I was like, whoo, I, I gotta stop. I literally, they came undone, I stopped and I tight rolled my jeans in front of them and I stopped the game so I could tight roll my jeans in front of the girls. It sounds so funny, but we're doing it today. Look at his grass, look at his car, look at his job. Everywhere we go, we're judged on external and outside metrics. Where's your degree? How'd you do? What's your job? What's your status? Are you successful? Wow, where's your church? How big is it? What's happening? Tell me more about the outside. Oh, I just love the outside. It's like Deion Sanders, look good, feel good, play good. And there's an element of truth to that, but I love that Jesus strips it all down. God strips it all down because when the Bible talks about heart and it talks about heart a lot, when it talks about heart, it's not talking about what is going on on the outside. It's talking about the essence of where you draw your emotions, your physical well-being, but your inner well-being, your inner man, your inner woman, where you hold the secrets, the keys, what's going on, the emotions, the thoughts, the depths. And here's the crazy part. You're going to be judged for it. Whew. We're going to be judged for it. We're going to be judged for it. In fact, the heart is a scary, scary thing to think about. The heart, when uh, scripture talks about the heart, it says this. It says in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is more deceitful than all else and is des desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind, even to eat, give each man according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. Matthew 15, 18, but the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. These things defile a person, for out of the heart comes evil ideas, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false identity, slander. These are the things that defile a person. It is not what they're eating with unwashed hands that defile a person. It's not the outside. It's what's going on the inside. The inside. The inside. You know when people say, man, that's just a good person. Man, it's just like, he's got a great, people say, just trust your heart. Just trust your heart. Trust your heart. I'll tell you what, here's the news, here's the truth. Do not trust the heart. Don't trust the heart. Don't trust the heart. Don't trust the heart. The heart is deceitful. We're prone to wander. That's why God calls us sheep. Because it's the place where it wages war. It's the place where you find resentment, guilt, and bitterness, brokenness. Envy, greed, lies, hate, hurt. We, the way we talk about people, the way we lean into people. I mean, I love when Jesus shows up. Jesus shows up and he just starts punking out everybody. He does. It's like MTV with Ashton Kutcher times 2.0. Everyone's getting punked. Everyone. So even the ones that are teaching and preaching about how good God's ways are, but you know what? They're starting to fall in love with money a little bit. They're starting to fall in love with their status. They're starting to fall in love with their job and how people treat them. Anyone can relate? 
Hence, introduce the Pharisees, the teachers. And Jesus comes on and he says in Matthew 5, you have heard that it said of these things of old, you shall not murder. I mean, that's an obvious one, right? And whoever murders will be liable to judgment. Well, that's an outside thing going on. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to counsel. And whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and goal and be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. And jumping down to verse 27 in Matthew 5, it says, you have heard that it said you should not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Hence, races every guy's chest right now. They're like, oh man, it's me. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you would lose one of your members. And this is a figurative illustration, just how serious this is. Than to be the whole body thrown into hell. And your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into hell. Do not trust the heart. We're all guilty. That's the bad news. We're all guilty. And God doesn't pick us based upon how we look. And he's going to judge us based upon what's in here. It's not even necessarily what we do. And see, even those in Christ, we start to think that somehow our performance is what is defining us. And we're starting to get our identity in things and stuff. And an identity issue is what Satan is always trying to distort. And that's what he's always trying to pervert us with, is that somehow, in some way, shape, or form, that we don't want to be content. That's what the heart says, is that it says more. It says, I need stability. It says, give me more. I want power. Give me more. I want stability. It's just like feet. It's just like this, right? And scripture talks about that there's a battle going on in each one of us. There's a flesh and there's a spirit. It's like, oh, that war. And followers of Christ, yes, we've been set free. Oh, it's awesome. But man, still some stuff going on up here sometimes, isn't there? Gotta wash that out, right? Get cut off on the road. How about if you get that crazy phone call from a family member? How about if something doesn't go right at the workplace? How about if that person you've been talking to for a little bit just doesn't respond the way they were supposed to and you got them a gift and they didn't get you a gift? And even worse, what about if, man, you know, that liquor, it started out really nice at first, but man, it's just not paying back anymore. What about the hurt and the pain? It never ends. It's an inexhaustible source. And we have to start with the heart. At City Life, we have to start with the heart. We have to start with the heart before God and say, okay, where is the heart? Because here's the heart. It's like an iceberg. It's like an iceberg. You see a little tiny bit on the outside. It's like, oh, I can see some of the person's heart. Come on, we can clean ourselves up really good. We can play anything. Church, really good. If you've got an interview, you can play really good. I think interviews are the funniest things in the world because you come and you show up and you're like, hey, I'm here to get an interview. It's like, all right, well, of course everyone's good that day, right? Like they ask you questions like, it's, 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 it's silly. When really it's like an iceberg, you're going to find out later the depth, how massive the issues with this person are. Issues with me issues with you as we examine our heart. Proverbs 4.23, it says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. We're gonna, um, 
We're going to enter the parking ramp here in just a minute. Because my goal today is just to get out of the way. I was gone a couple weeks ago, and uh, I took a week-long um, vacation or retreat, with, if you will, with uh, Pastor Brad of City Life Philly. And he flew me out there and paid for the whole week, and it was just him and I in this, this beach house. And uh, people probably went, you know, what's going on? What are those dudes? Those guys are a little weird. And, um, and uh, but it was all good. And uh, so I, we were there, and, and I figured the Lord would, you know, he would do work in me, right? But he would tell me a lot of stuff he wants me to do, too. I mean, because I got kids. I got five kids under seven. He'll tell me more about that. I got a wife of 11 years who's awesome and way better than me and just like always nice. And I'm like, I'm, so, I'm, like, I'm sorry, I wish I was nicer, as nice as you. And, and I'm figuring he's going to tell me more about that. And here's what he told me. In a whole week, I had just, uh, just one page of... Um, Two pages of notes, but one page of just God speaking to me. Said, you're loved. Reminded me to pray to the Lord as Nehemiah did, that every good gift I have comes from God. Just be you. Be still. That it's not about performance. It's just about who you are and whose you are. And I'm looking over the ocean. He's like, see, this is a really big thing. It's been going on way before you. It's going to be going on way after you. How insignificant, but how powerful and wonderful that I would pick you and I love you that God's doing a new thing. And then he just kept telling me, let it happen, I have it all. I wrote it down the next day, I have it all. I wrote it down the next day, I have it all. I have it all. That he would abide in me, that if I would abide in him, he'll take care of the rest. He's not saying anything about city life yet. He's not saying anything about anything else. He's just telling me, I am complete. I have everything I need. And where does that come from? It comes from a verse that I love. It's, it's a verse that I put on um, my last album, my last project. It's out there. There's a free download card. And you'll see right in the back, it's Romans 5.8. I think this sums up the whole Bible. The whole Bible is a bunch of books, 66 books written by, you know, dozens of authors that all point to one story, Jesus. One story, and here's why it's so important. That one story, it frees us from the wickedness and the pain in our heart. The wickedness and pain in our heart that checks Facebook and wants to see how much attraction we're getting, right? The, the, the pain in our heart that starts to want approval from people and wants applause from people. But Galatians teaches us that there's only one person we should want to please. Do we want to please man? No way. But why do we get so entangled so quick? Come on, I'll be honest. I care what you think. But when I'm in prayer, I don't care what you think because I care what he thinks. And when I care what he thinks, then I can come on behalf of him to care what you think on how to help us all reconcile our, reconcile our lives back to God. Romans 5, 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible talks often about steadfast love. And what this means is this, that while we were enemies, God has pursued us that we are unable to make ourselves right, our hearts will always be wrong unless we get a new heart and a new birth. And that's what happens when we become regenerated, we become redeemed, that God breathes his life into us. New creation, new life. I want the worship team to come out front. But God shows his love for us. Come on. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why that's so liberating and so freeing? 
Because success looks like this, Jesus. Success looks like God's love, his love is true. His love is perfect. His love is what matters. It's his love, not ours. That is so good and so liberating because what comes and gets caught up in our heart, I want God to do some heart surgery in us today. Because you come in this place with some cares, you come in with some letdowns, you come in with some disappointments, and you might even come in this place faking a lot of people, but you're not faking God. I remember I, it didn't matter if I got in trouble if the police pulled me over. I, that's the only time I felt like I got in trouble. But the truth was, it wasn't until that I was accountable to God that I really started to find true life because then I realized, man, I'm just here. It doesn't matter what anybody says to me because ultimately I got to an answer to him and that was the highest accountability ever. And then it felt really deep because when I let him down, I'm like, man, how could I let you down? And then he reminds me, wait, I was never basing it on you or your performance. I was basing it upon my son in his righteousness and then he takes his righteousness gives you his righteousness. You take your wicked heart, you give him your wicked heart. He gives you his perfect heart. And that's what happens. His love, not ours. It's Jesus's love that makes us complete. And just like in this journal, it says, um, I have it all, I have it all, I have it all. As you read and you meditate on the words of God that has been written through human beings that God has perfected and he's, he's delivered to us for, for, to understand him and to know him and to grow in him. What you're gonna constantly find is this is not our home and one day he's gonna redeem this place. And there's a city that is called Babylon. And it's, the, it's, it's talked about often and it's, it's the world and, and all of its success and all of its pattern and how everyone thinks it should look. It's built on the outward appearance. But God has a new city that's built on a whole different type of principles and set in, in the origin and design of what it was originally created for and the fruit of the spirit looks a lot different it looks like forgiveness it looks like love it looks like gentleness it looks like meekness it looks like humility right and I pray today that we would get the junk out of our hearts and just be honest be honest what's the care that you've been thinking about what's the attention you've been longing for What's the certain type of dress that you want to get because you want somebody to be nice to you what's the excuses you've been making? for why your heart is this way. Can you not let the sun free you today? At what point do we constantly have to talk about our weakness and our brokenness when we have wholeness and we have completeness today? That whether we have nice clothes or whether we have great things and, and whether we do love the city weak or not, that it's all about how we are defined in Him and that we are fully complete in Him and that's our true identity. Success is Jesus. We are complete. Will we trust God with our hearts today? When we were praying about birth and city life, God led me to this verse. I wanted Him to lead me to a plan and give me a lot of creative steps because that's how, I, that's how my mind works. I wanna dominate stuff. I wanna see something amazing. I wanna do great things. But the Lord has always brought me to this place of just, hey, watch, I'm gonna do it, little buddy. I love you. You belong. I'm gonna do a new thing through you, but it's going to be me. He led me to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says this, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. This morning, this is my prayer for all of us. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Jesus, the source, the beginning and the end and every step of the way. 
that we have him, our best friend, that he loves you when no one else does, that he sees you in all of your mistakes, and he says, I wanna give you new life, new forgiveness. Worship team's gonna lead us in a song. And I, um, here's the challenge I have. Don't look at people. Uh, just examine yourself before God. Get the junk out, let him clean you. Get the gossip out, get the bitterness out, um, get the pain, the regret out. Let him do it, let him do it. Um, there's people here that have been abused. I mean, let them heal you today. There's people here that are struggling, they're looking for, for the next thing they want. They want more money or whatever. I and mean, you got money, you got all the riches the world has to offer, it's Jesus. And let him, let him re-show you what it means to come back to him and to run to him and what that means to be complete. And here's what scripture says, that we can cry Abba because we've been adopted as sons and daughters through Jesus, in Jesus, to and for Jesus. Abba, that term means the most intimate way that we could express loving relationship, intimate relationship, his steadfast love. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.